We are the Nerd Eternal Network. Hello, and welcome to Icons of the Wider World here on the Nerd Eternal Network. I'm your GM, Jason. And with me, as usual, will be Curtis playing Tulsa. Hola. Mike playing Independence Ray. Hello. Zach playing Recluse. Howdy, howdy. And Taylor playing Unison. My howdy, howdy's gotten too popular. God damn, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to rearrange your names, so I think to have you do it first. <laughs> I, from now on, I'm just going to introduce myself with a with a wordless grunt. No, I mean it's fine. I find it kind of funny. There's no there's no insult there. I know you're not doing it maliciously. It's just that's how infectious the howdy howdy is. It is. I, I think we should all do it. Maybe and next time everyone just says howdy howdy, just just kills it on the spot. <laughs> Can we just uh, work together some kind of Three Stooges thing where we all like harmonize the howdies? Like, howdy, 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 howdy. I was going to say, I can't, I don't know if I can harmonize, but I wouldn't be the one having to do it. So, so y'all go for what you know. Oh, right. I'd get to go last. I'd get to. Do I don't know. I mean, the GM is always the lead singer, so. <laughs> all right. So, we missed what would normally have been our last session because that was Easter. So the session before that, our heroes were in Saudi Arabia, where some great beast had worked its way out of the desert, uh, down in what's called the Empty Quarter, and was making its way kind of north-northwest. Uh, I believe the best guesses had it running kind of up through Saudi Arabia. Uh, and through Israel. Uh, you had been a spear, the spear team had been called in by the uh, Saudi government. Uh, let's see. You had tracked it back to its eruption point. Or, you know, the exact spot it had come out of. Uh... Let's see, you had scattered around it. You had met Professor... Tabashi. Thank you. Uh, uh, it's the first time these characters have met him. Though Frost Giant and that crew had, had met him when Leviathan had attacked uh, Miami. And he was, in fact, in the area already looking for this creature before it erupted. Uh, he explained to you that it is the, the creature that inspired. Uh, I'm trying to some of the names. Behemoth in the Bible would have been a reference to this creature. But all the other cultures in the Middle East all had their own stories about this, about you know, this creature and Leviathan. Uh, and some great bird named Ziz. Uh, no big moths? Not that he knows of. Or at least not that he mentioned to you. Did, um, did we ask him last time 
why he was searching for the creature in this area. I mean, obviously he was on track, but how did he know? Uh, some ver all the versions, well, all but one of the versions, refer to Behemoth as being a land creature. Uh, uh, some of them refer specifically refer to it as coming out of the desert. Though he did say, interestingly enough, the old uh, pre-Islamic Arab traditions actually swapped it and Leviathan, uh, Leviathan having Behemoth being the sea creature. Uh, but pre-Islam, they were a oral tradition, so he thinks that's just something that got, you know, crossed up in translation, passing through one generation to the next. I can't remember if you had gone into any serious detail on what had him uh, in Saudi Arabia, specifically. But he had driven up and gotten uh, a not too close a look at the creature, but they had driven up and filmed the creature some. You had gotten him to come back to the, or, uh, well, he went back to where he was based out of. And then at the request of the Saudi military, he, uh, he had come to the, the base camp that y'all are all set up in. Uh, I believe Toss Up had had been working with some of the uh, Army's engineers on a sized up version of his sleep grenade. Yeah, yeah. Which I think we were modeling after Stun. So they had yeah, built we one gonna... with you, and then while you were doing some running around with the team, they had built another one. Basically just a copy based on your, you know, based on that first one. Just in case you need a second to go at it. Uh... <laughs> we had discussed having Unison break it on a tooth, but we rigged it with a, a, a dispersal we did, unit. We did the sensible thing and just made it wirelessly activatable. Right. You can literally just throw it in, click a button, and it'll blow up. Not a huge explosion, enough to rupture the tank and let the gas out. Which I imagine is basically how the grenades work. <clears throat> now let's see. Behemoth was a large creature, of course. Tusks I had described. Uh, and I can't remember if it was if it attacked a plane, one of you, or if it was a drone that had gotten its attention. I thought there was like a news helicopter or something. That's what it was. You're that right. It got its attention. <clears throat> and it had basically sprayed uh, sand. Yes. Uh, think of how a, a, a marine iguana and other lizards to boot, for that matter. But we'll do that thing where they kind of spit salt. Like I think they do it out of their, out of a gland right in front of their nose. And it was kind of spraying it like that. You know, high-pressured sandblaster sort of stuff. And then when it finished, you saw it, you know, scoop up a big amount of sand and apparently swallow it. Now, you had, I believe, the next day it was going to start reaching habit you know, more habitated areas. Uh, though the Saudi military has been evacuating... You know, they have given evacuation orders to the smaller settlements that thing is going to pass through. And you can look on the map there and see kind of where the main roads are. And the professor had brought up the fact 
that he believed it was headed for is where our word Armageddon comes from. Megiddo. Megiddo, thank you. Which I believe is currently in Israel. Now that or Jordan, if I recall correctly. All right. According to the oh Israel, you're right. Yep, yep, it's in Israel. Okay. <clears throat> Close to where our, I think they're Highway sixteen sixty five crossing. But the professor had pointed out that in some of the stories, uh, uh, I can't remember if it was in Revelation. I think it was Revelations. But somewhere, these great beasts, in some some writings, to, in the, at the end of the world, these great beasts are supposed to meet there and essentially kill one another. Uh, the possible path that Behemoth has owned would take him through that area. You know, assuming he doesn't deviate. It's a decent decent trip, assuming he doesn't deviate into some other direction. I think it would be prudent to start having its Megiddo. Is that right? Because I am totally outclassed here on your all's biblical historical knowledge. But uh, yeah, it seems like pretty- we might seems like we should give them a heads up and, you know, let the note start evacuating. Uh, Spear lets Israel know uh, they are, they're not going to give an evacuation order immediately. Uh, they're beginning, they're going to begin prepping for that. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of land for it to travel across before it gets there. Uh, you know, and plenty of time for them to for them to build, you know, set up their own military response to it. Uh, and of course, they hope that y'all have it taken care of before the end. I'm sure their response looks like little toy tanks and stuff. That, you know, with dramatic music playing as they line up. <laughs> Look, the tanks never work on the giant monsters, but they've always got to try. <laughs> they always have to try. It's like in the military union rules or something. Isn't it? And they get cooler looking with each movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, I've been on the HBO Max has a bunch of the old Godzilla movies on. So I've been I was watching, watching those. I was watching a video today on a South Korean Godzilla knockoff. Oh, <laughs> that one. Yon um, Gary. Yes, Timer. And a few days ago, or a week ago, I had watched one on a North Korean uh, Godzilla knockoff. Uh, that one was just fun because it was a Japanese director and his wife that were in charge of doing it. That, uh, yeah, like the the current leader's grandfather kidnapped him out of Japan and made them make movies for him for like eight years. I heard about <laughs> that. Guy. Finally escaped and got to America. The giant monster cinema aside. All right. <laughs> so are we prepped and ready to attempt? Well, first off, save those people from the helicopter. And then... Yeah. Now, see... I... I'm trying to remember. Had you saved the helicopter or did we end it cliffhanger I it? thought we ended it on the cliffhanger. We hadn't saved it yet. Yes. Right. Yeah. That sounds right. 
So yeah, the blast of sand had taken out the the the, the pilot had tried to dodge. Uh, it takes out the tail rotor, uh, so the chopper is kind of out of control. And like I said, the creature had scooped up another mouthful of sand, presumably reloaded. <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> Sorry. I have a moody dog. And I have a moody baby, so I, I think <laughs> you know, we're, we're both contributing. <laughs> I think Wolfham's is louder. Uh, where was I? Oh, right. Tail rotor blown off. Alright, so the helicopter is kind of, you know, spinning out of control. The, the beast is reloaded. Uh, and Neil, you know, the helicopter still got its attention. What are our heroes going to do? I think our flyers should probably just zip ahead to try and uh, get to the wreckage. Uh, if one of them could deposit Recluse near or on on the creature, I I think Recluse will try and just do the whole wrap the wrap its mouth closed with webbing trick. Okay, sure. Yeah, because I think y'all had gotten out here with, uh... Should maybe Unison handle, um, evacuating the, uh, helicopter since there is eight of you? Or whatever, six or however many there are of you? How many letters are there in Unison? <laughs> That's how many there are. <laughs> well, I don't know, you, you debuted one, uh, in Tokyo. Be no, uh, when we were when we were fighting the uh, trickster, you got you guys did see the white ones, so you know <sighs> that more than six can be called upon. But aha, <laughs> but only six of them are unison. Yes, but yeah, I'll go ahead and put a disposable jetpack on Recluse to get him up on the monster, and send, I guess, three towards that helicopter. See if we can get the news crew out. Yeah, so maybe the only one that can reach the helicopter. No, I can. Yeah, it depends right. Rake it, too. Uh, Alright, so three members of Unison streak off towards the chopper. Uh... Another member drops Rick loose uh, towards the head of the creature. As a novice drops Rick loose, good luck, sir. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You too. Uh, try and watch out for the. I just look over the entirety of this thing. All of this, just, just <laughs> all of this. This is all bad. Yes, sir. Glad to hear you're not having an existential crisis anymore. And Vince flying off towards the helicopter as well. That's because I'm on the job right now. This I can control. <laughs> Your fear of those that eat existence. I can wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, I, I had left out thinking... to review the whole going into the web world and meeting the hunger. That right. I just love how, you know, he describes... The monster is all bad because 
there's going to be parts of a creature named what was it behemoth mm-hmm. the, the, that's going to be good well it's got little bean toes so <laughs> <laughs> okay but those I mean, bean toes are the size of a four by four so eh. oh yeah i mean they're called little squish pads but they're but they're maybe, little pads that squish you wait 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 pads. wait i i may have i may have a plan to defeat this creature <laughs> maybe they're ticklish <laughs> okay it this sounds like a land shark plan really <laughs> it does sound like a land shark plan <laughs> All right. The recluse, you were on it till you end. Yes, sir. I'm going to get her down to its snout, smack down a web line, uh, and throw myself over the side, letting my momentum just sort of carry me around its around its snout. Okay. Uh, yeah. Try and tie it shut. All right, give me a. Uh, I guess this would be prowess. Alrighty. And I cannot see bug foo factoring in, so it's just gonna be a straight prowess roll. Ooh, not bad. All right, let's see here. Is that snare the power you use for that? Uh, binding. Binding, okay. That explains why I couldn't find snare in the S's. Okay. It would normally be coordination because you'd be doing it at a distance, but you're right up here on it, so. Alright, so you got a 10 versus his prowess. His expertise with his tusks not come into it. Oh. <clears throat> Alright. Oh. So you start to spin around his snout. You get one line of web, and it just cracks his jaws open wide, and you hear the ping as your as your uh, uh, webbing snaps. Uh, you were kind of in in the upward arc when it does it, and suddenly the webbing you're holding just goes slack in your hand. And you go arcing off. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. Sand us off, sand us off, sand us off! In fact, sand is not soft. soft. It is not soft. Uh, Independence Ray, I think you were carrying toss-up. Oh, okay. I think when y'all came out here, I think, uh, I believe... I might be getting it swapped, but I was thinking Unison was carrying Recluse and you were carrying Toss Up. Uh, let's see what I have in my notes. It's very I likely. Just, I would assume Unison would be carrying Recluse just because, like, Unison ha- does have a soft spot for Recluse. Because <laughs> he knows that Recluse literally was just a hobo doing nice things for people. That is kind of how he started. Yeah, I can, that's fine. I could be carrying uh, toss up. All right. So, what do you and what does Independence Ray and toss up want to do? Um, 
the helicopter, you said it was spinning out of control. Had it been physically damaged, or is it just buff- being buffeted by uh, the sandstorm? The sand it spit it, it has essentially twisted that back rotor, the tail rotor. Oh, okay. So it is physically uh, damaged. Right. That whole little back oh. tail rotor fin part's kind of bent weird, and the tail rotor is clearly not spinning. Uh, if you drop me, are you able to maybe stabilize it? I mean, are you strong enough to do that? That's uh, physically, I'm uh, with my powers. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's possible for me to actually just do that from behind, perhaps even in the cockpit. Uh, I've uh, I'll see my I have a little, at least a little bit of helicopter experience. Um, but um, I was going to ask if there's any way you could maybe try to. Hmm, uh, well, stay- if I say, say I hang on to his back. Is there any way I can use my luck to boost his um, attempt to stabilize the copter? Would I be able to improve his role? Uh, I, yeah. If you want me to like form some kind of like light shield, I would. Ha- that, I would have to. That would be a power stunt. Uh, but that's. Um, but yes, you could you could use your luck power to give him a, vote, a boost on whatever he was rolling to try to fix it. Okay. Or try to stabilize it to some degree. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what 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 my best chance of stabilizing it would be if it was actually just to try to be a pilot or to be a a, a light because um or even just like uh, I I I'm gonna assume that since I, I don't have superhuman strength and well my flight's a seven that I, I wouldn't be able to just like kind of like hold it still unless I. I don't know, unless I, well, even with a force field, I don't know if that's going to help. I, don't, I guess it depends if that's, uh, that might be outside the purview of uh, a flight power. Uh, you might be able to use it to push against one side of the rotor to, to, to or the tail to stop it from spinning too much. Uh, okay. Because helicopters will, to some degree, auto-gyro down. Mm. But the blow it took really got it spinning faster than it ought to, so you could potentially slow it down where maybe the pilot could bring it down to kind of a, you know, auto-gyro it down to a, you know, Less than lethal crash, give, anyway. Give him a little bit more control. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. Sure, I can just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I can just use my flight power. Uh, would that count as a power stunt for flight, or? Uh, no, because you're not trying. You're not really, really just. You're flying up against it and pressing against it. I mean, it's it's still going to be moving that way some because you're not strong enough. Mm-hmm. But you're giving it some, you know, force to. Uh, you're slowing down the spin anyway. Okay. And I'll just use my turn to boost your your attempt. Right now, Curtis, do you have to roll something for your luck? No, it's 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 all automa- it's like using determination without having to activate a quality. Okay. Oh, I see. Is there a limit how many times because, you be, use it? Uh, well, I've got five for good luck and three for bad luck. Okay. Um, I'm going to use good luck uh, to benefit Mike. All right, so that'll give you a I'll give you a plus two on your roll then. Cool. Uh, and what exactly am I rolling? You'd be rolling your coordination. And let me see what uh. Unfortunately, I don't have power. Well, um, 
Can I use my power light control? Because uh, flight is basically an extra light control. Uh, would I be able to use my power skill and light control to help out as a specialty? Oh, there's an inventory. Let's look at what you got. Sure. All right. Okay. Yeah. All your powers can be your light control. I guess that's uh that that may, that's kind of uh, that's kind of an interesting rules question. Is um, do does the power skill specialty aid any extras of that power, or do you need a, a separate specialty for each power? I'm gonna let it count because the better you are, you know, at flying, at using your your abilities, the the better you'll be able to position yourself. So it's gonna be coordination plus two. Uh, what's going? Your coordination plus two for your your uh power con power specialty. Yeah, mm, I believe you get to that. And then plus two for the luck the toss-up's giving you. Okay, so slash roll one d six plus two plus. And I'm sorry, how much how much was that luck again? Luck is two. also plus two. So it's plus four altogether. Okay. Because it's cool. just like a, a determination point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, no, that's. The Oh, I forgot to add my. I'm sorry, I forgot to add my coordination. Let's let me do that again. <laughs> Bad. Uh, plus five, plus two, plus two. That's more like it. All right. Thir All right, and, then, and you had to resist a seven. So that is a massive success. Right. Teamwork. Uh. So the. The, the chopper stabilizes. It's still doing the, the whole kind of spiraling auto gyro down. Uh, but in a bit more control to fashion. So but it doesn't, it's like it doesn't, that first. Do it now. It's like that first Hulk movie where you see the jet fighter crash and you hear the, the pilot go, I'm okay. <laughs> but, uh, but that slows the descent down some too, which gives. Uh, uh, unison, plenty of time to get in. You know, they fly up and they grab everybody out. You know, including the pilot. So at that point, you get the all clear and Ray can pull back and just let the chopper do what it does. Mm -hmm. So it still auto gyros down, but it, you know, it hits pretty rough, but hopefully it's insured. Uh, they were trying to film a giant monster. This is the best potential outcome they could have <laughs> hoped for. Yeah, very dramatic footage. Well, one of the cameramen has got like his cameras, you know. Uh, you know, he's holding it tight while Unison's holding him. Uh, then we'll cut back over to Rick Luce, who is. Uh, Flying through the air with the greatest of ease. Okay, am I still in range to try and web zip my way back to uh, back to the creature? Oh, absolutely. Whereabouts on the creature would you like to attach a web? Uh, wherever I can hit, I'm going to aim for the head again, but <laughs> I I'm just trying to get back on it. Okay. 
Give me a coordination roll. That's an 11. All right. So that's a major success. So you're able to not just hit him somewhere, but actually kind of get catch him on the head. Uh, so you hit him with, you know, a webbing, a web from each hand, kind of yank yourself forward. Uh, when the webs connect, he goes to jerk his head from side to side. Uh, but you, you, you give a pull on the webs first, so you're flying, you know, you're already flying towards him as he kind of shakes his head, so it doesn't really affect you any. And you land somewhere between between his eyes. <laughs> but that's a fair amount of space. Uh, any of you over at the chopper, if you happen to look in that direction, you see Recluse land, and you see the monster go <laughs> slightly cross-eyed for just a second as, he, you know, as he's watching him come in. Uh, but then the beast I give starts, him a wave. Then the beast just starts yanking his head from one side to the other as quickly as it can. <laughs> oh. So give me a strength. This will be strength versus strength. Uh, so a contest recluse can win. Yes. Uh, <laughs> give your recluse. Give yourself a. Well, you can use your strength or your. What is, what what is your wall crawling fall under? Uh, seven with the rest of my swinging and binding. Okay, so that all goes together. So you can roll with either that or your strength, whichever's highest, with a plus one bump for, you know, for whichever the other one is. So for you, I imagine it's going to be your strength plus one. Yeah. Alrighty. Alright. That's a moderate success. Oh, wow. Hey, don't anybody get punched by this thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will die. <laughs> we'll just die if it hits us. I kind of wish that was allegory, but no, it, it, it'll one-shot us. <laughs> I mean, I could take <laughs> two hits. Yeah, so Three if one of them's only marginal. See, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, it lets out a bellow. It seems to be quite upset that it's got this vermin. Uh, though from where Recluse is now, it probably can't actually see you at this point. It lost sight of you as you got. Ironically, it thinks that it has a bug on its face. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it, though? Well, that depends if you think bug includes arachnids or it's just insects. This thing's smart enough. Ah, I have something... ah, it's like a hairy lobster on me. <laughs> so he did kind of stop in his tracks with all this. Uh, while it's shaking recluse around, the helicopter hits the ground. Uh, the noise gets his attention slightly. You know, it looks over there, but, you know. It crashed slightly behind the dune, so it doesn't see anything. Uh, that might be a good time to try to put it to sleep. Oh, yeah, the grenades. Uh, how are you going to try to approach it to do that? Uh, we, we were still going to have uh, Unison fly it in. 
just not have to stay. Or a train drive. Then a kamikaze. We prefer the term flyby as to not get sued. <laughs> I don't think Trench Run is copywritten. <laughs> they will try. And despite Unison's background in law, it is possible to just lose based on how much money gets thrown around. So Unison will perform a flyby maneuver. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right, so which Unison member is flying in with with a oversized grenade? Hmm. Definitely not Unit, because that would be silly. But he calls himself the disposable. He does, but he's not. And we everyone here now knows that, so we don't have to play any pretend games. <laughs> Uh, um, imp, uh, overshield, I guess. We'll go ahead. All right. So you overshield, uh, you know, takes the grenade. Need a better name for it than that. Takes back off towards the creature. Uh, the news crew that y'all set down in the sand, uh, the cameraman scrambles up the top of the dune with his camera. Now, when he gets to the top, he lays down, makes himself as small a profile as possible, but he is recording. Uh, everybody else you pulled out of the out of the chopper is a little more shook up than that. Uh, this guy must be like recluse, you know. As long as he's got a job to focus on, he can focus on that and have his breakdown later. Sometimes that's just how you get through life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's filming. You know, he's filming that. Uh, Shoot, I forget which which one of the uh was it Overwatch? Yes. Alright, so no, Overshield. Overshield. So right. he's taking oh, off. Yeah. I I understand the mistake. It's Skywatch and Overshield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, first season I had a pretty I, I eventually got where I had yeah, to well, these first, guys hey, first season you hey, even I'm having trouble remembering the names now, because like it's such a dis- it's such a distance of time between us using them, mm-hmm. and we're starting to have like bigger scale things where like we don't put down all the units on the board for me to constantly have to direct. So you're flying up toward creature as as a uh, overshield approaches. Uh, the creature is starting to starting to walk, you know, reorient itself and walk forward again. So. Are you going to, like, come along kind of behind its tail, just fly up next to it? How are you... Describe your, uh... How you're approaching this thing. Well, alright, so this thing is somewhat turtle-like in, like, its head-to-back structure, right? Uh... Like, it doesn't have some kind of, like, weird neck where it can bend it around and look behind it, right? Not that you have seen so far, it doesn't look like that now. Then uh, yeah, it would just be an above and behind strategy of like you kind of zip in where it can only you you fly above and above the head, lower down, and kind of wrap around under the jaw to give as as little opportunity for it to see you as possible. 
Yeah, as far as, far as what range of motion you've seen it had, think about like a dog. Yeah, it can definitely turn its head and snap, but it's not going to wrap its head around like a snap, like some of them really long neck snapping turtles can manage to do. Yeah, and my flight doesn't inherently make noise, so it's not like it's going to know I'm behind the back of its head without some kind of ESP. And if it had that, it would have reacted more toward to us flying around it previously. Hmm. Unless it's a real smart creature. All right, so give me a give me a coordination roll. Uh, if you've got any kind of stealth skill or specialty, I should say, factor that in. This is to see if you know if you if you get up there as stealthily as you're planning to. Yeah, nah, it's uh, just gonna be its awareness. Unfortunately, it's just gonna be my coordination then. <coughs> Excuse me. Eh. Luckily, I'm coordinated. It rolled a max roll. But it got an 8, you got a 10, so you managed to slip in there. It is not the most aware creature. Uh, Recluse, however, you see him come up, kind of, you know, over it and down around the ground up under his chin. I mean, you lose sight of him at that point, but you you see that he has got the bomb, so. Whoa! This is going incredibly easy! Oh god, this is going incredibly easy. <laughs> Uh, Overshield, as you're looping around, getting up under the jaw, you, you see that its mouth is currently closed. <coughs> I mean, that's workable. Is the nose big enough for me to just cram it in? Uh, yeah, that should work. It's got, you know, huge nostrils. Uh... One of the one of the copies next to uh, or near toss up will ask if this grenade will work in the nose because we're trying to it get the lines, right. Yeah, yeah, the stuff has got to be breathed in, so you want it to breathe. Yeah, so we can go ahead and or it doesn't it sneeze it out. <laughs> That's it. Give GM ideas. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was already thinking about it. But yeah, find see see if we can find a way to secure it into the nose. Then, um, probably not a way to secure it in. Uh, your overshield could fit uh, through the nose. It's not so big that a person can like walk into its nostril, but stretched out in kind of your you know. You know, imagine Superman in his two fist out punch where, where it's stretched out. You could you could fit in there, yeah, and really kind of jam that thing down in there. Good. <clears throat> uh, you probably would need to detonate it quickly before the thing starts trying to you know either sneeze it out or kind of snort it back into its mouth to spit it out. Yeah, uh, this is this has become another disposable activity. Overshield <laughs> understands this. Just activate it. Get get it in the nose and activate it. Alright. Give me one more coordination. This would be versus his coordination. Oh no, I've done slightly worse. Uh, you still beat him oh. by two though. Also, I appreciate you not making this prowess. Oh, it probably should have been prowess because it's hand-to-hand kind of stuff. 
still this well, is technically living. technically i am a projectile attempting to shoot in something's nose i'm not trying to grapple it down and shove this in its nose boy you really want it to be coordination not prowl <laughs> I, have one, I have i have a single point advantage in coordination over prowess though with this this thing it, it, it's more it's reaction time than anything but well take that back if we make it prowess but i'm allowed to use my martial arts we can make it prowess <laughs> how is flying something into something that's nose martial out you you scheme you, you you know you give one of those martial arts kind of screams you're doing Ay! uh you got to make sure you go in it with a flying kick. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, no, you call it a punch, but it's a kick. <laughs> That's how you write I keep it. trying to, to name a martial art after a creature that, you know, might attack, you know, going up the nostril of your nose. But there just really isn't any. No. You've got those fish in the Amazon that go up something else, but... Yeah. I mean, for D&D, I made cute little Pomeranians that would, you know, stick a, a tongue up your nose and, you know, get your brain, but oh. the players didn't trust me enough to let them get close. Possibly, because you made a Pomeranian that stabs people in the brain. Perhaps you should not be trusted. <laughs> All right. So you, you guys back with the news crew can't really see what's going on from the angle you're at because you're kind of behind, you know, to one side and then slightly behind. <coughs> you just saw him, you know, you saw Overshield fly up and kind of open the body. Recluse, you see him kind of come up and then just swan dive almost into the nostril. Oh. Ew. Like he's waist deep in this thing's nose. His feet are kicking out of it. Uh, oh, this is so gross. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a mercy when it comes for him. I mean, it could be worse, but still. Ugh. And then you hear the <laughs> boom as the thing go, as the thing sets off. It's pretty muffled, but, you know, you hear it kind of echoing out of the other nostril. <laughs> uh, how good is Overshield's uh, Force Shield or... Uh, Carapace. Five points. Okay. The bomb is not enough to kill you then. Or to, to, to pop him. Uh, oh, great. I get to die from a monster's nasal contractions. Because, uh, you know, the, the explosion was only designed to be big enough to rupture the tank. Uh, you do, however, have to give me a... Uh, okay, when this stuff is made, you choose either strength or willpower to resist it, for the target to resist it. I believe we went with willpower. Yeah, I think so. Because you figured this thing would be physically hardy. Oh, yeah. And if so, that 10 is anything to go by, it is. <laughs> right. All right, so Overshield needs to give me a willpower roll. And what is Toss-Up's gadget level? Toss-Up's gadget level is five. All right. So a willpower roll for Overshield needs to be a nine. We have tied a nine to a nine. And I think I am going to give the monster bad luck okay. on his roll. 
Is there a yes. range limit on your luck on how close your character has to be? Uh, not specifically. I guess that would be up to you. I don't think that was ever thought about in the rules. All right. Hang on, see. So a failure or marginal success means no effect. All right. So so for overshield tying this thing means it does not affect you. I mean, you get drowsy from it, but you know, you know what it is, and you manage to shrug it off. Yeah, I know to stay focused and keep pushing what bit of metal I can from the explosion forward to propel the gas further in the nose. You just push yourself forward so you clog it with the nostrils where it can't breathe you out or breathe the gas out. Is luck in the basic book, or is it just in the? Uh, I know that I pulled it out of great power. I've got, I've got great power. That's not a big deal. But... Doesn't say, so we're gonna we're gonna assume if you can see them, you can do it. That just feels like that makes sense for this sort of power. All right, and then the monster needs to roll. Behemoth's got a willpower. So the first roll is uh, his willpower. And I'm just, I'm gonna use the same difficulty number for the gas. It was one attack affecting both of them. So, he, so BMS needs to beat a nine. All right, he failed by two, and he does not have any specialties. Shoot, I should have tapped one of his qualities and used a determination for him. Though it would only have canceled out the luck, so I don't does that do any good. All right, so he missed by two, by four because of the luck. Because that is how bad luck works, right? It gives him a penalty. Right. All right. And it is stun that I had marked. Alright. So it's a major success. It means the target take no action for a level duration. So y'all have got basically five rounds where this thing can't do anything. Uh, it kind of, you know... When the explosion happens, it gives a start, and it kind of snorts inwardly, so it breathes a deep breath in. <laughs> it inhales over his shield. Well, luckily, he's kind of stuck in the nostril, you know. He's he's holding the jagged, it, you know, jagged end of one of these little... Because the grenade was basically like a little barrel or a... Or almost like a little keg, you know, almost like a little beer keg kind of thing. So he's got based on the top half of the jagged edges of that to kind of try to catch his nostril. Um, in saying that, can Overshield tell if any of the jagged parts have penetrated the nostril? No, it's they're snagging on stuff. They don't seem to have really penetrated much, if any. Curses. We were going to witness Overshield slowly attempting to stab Crawl his way into the monster's lungs. <laughs> had that had that had that actually explosion had cut into it in any way uh, but after this deep shuddering you know intake of breath then it expels that air out of its nose so uh give me a strength check there overshield um can i use my flight instead i'll allow it as the force that i'm flying with thanks that gives me a one-point advantage to not succeed because that's a 15, baby. I can't yeah, roll. I can't roll a 10. 
Okay, I can roll a 10. I can't roll a 10 on a d6. Should have explained that a little better. So he beats you by five, which is still a massive success. Oh, it, oh, it expels me like I am dust. Uh, so, Recluse, what do you see? When it snorts in like that, you see over shield, over a... Uh, uh, you, had, you had it right. Over yeah, shield. that's right. Because it's got watch. You see Overshield's feet disappear in the nostril. And then it kind of sneezes, and you see him and a few bits of shrapnel, you know, probably from the bomb, the bomb casing, kind of just go arcing out. Rekwish just kind of quietly think to himself, man, I hope Unit's getting getting a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when, when this happens to other people, they're like, man, I, I could just die of embarrassment. Uh, I can. <laughs> well, in this case, it's kind of looking down when it sneezes, so it just it it expels over shield just into the ground, just massive amount of force, which probably pops him. That does pop him, yeah. <laughs> Ouch! Huh? That would have broke my spine in six places. I'm a little impressed. That's it. And then it kind of, you know, the animal kind of rubs its nose with its paw. Well, it doesn't have paws per se. It's got more of a hippo style feet. But... Aww. And then it, it continues <laughs> forward, but it, you know, but the steps keep, get slower and slower, and finally it just kind of nestles down to the ground. Just at sheer size, the gas took a little bit to affect, you know, to, to really kick in. Okay, so we didn't really come up with a plan on what to do with the creature after we temporarily put it to sleep. All right, there had been discussion of dropping it on an island. That's uh, right, or the... The Reckless World. Yeah. I like the idea of an island, if we can pull that off. Uh, there was an island in the Persian Gulf... Uh, off the coast of Kuwait. So they're like a few hundred yards by a few hundred yards. Uh, who's to say it doesn't just burrow underneath the, the sea floor and uh, start its journey again? That's a potential issue. Nobody really knows. Uh, they don't know if it, it can traverse the water in any way. Take a while for it to try and do that. True, but I'd, I'd rather... If it's if it's all the same, I think I'd rather just deal with this once, <laughs> and maybe send this to uh, what was it? Uh, what, Web World is that what you call it? Well, well, the issue with that is the <laughs> the friend I met there. He said this might eventually reappear in our world again. Oh, that's some sort of primordial. Like a, a, an essential part of what makes our world out. I so see. it it might might even come back to life if I don't know, the Primus just elbow dropped it from space, hmm. which you know is one way of dealing with this. But I don't really want to call him right now. You never want to call the Primus. I don't know why. What do we know about what these creatures are trying to accomplish? I mean, apart from the myth of them just getting together for the, the, the battle to end all battles. Well, the other one is trying to get an item, an artifact. That 
seem to have been specifically made for it by humans. If I'm recalling correctly. Uh, yes, it was presumably a human artifact. But nobody, nobody's sure why the artifact seems to be calling this thing. Yeah, and this one seems to be location-derived. So they may not even be in... They may not be in connection to one another specifically. Yeah, a lot of the... From talking with the professor, a lot of the myth related around these things will have them tangling with this or that god. Uh, like the... Oh, I forget his name. Marduk? Kind of the patron deity of, like, uh, Babylon in their mythology had subdued, had subdued, uh, maybe in Leviathan it subdued. Uh, though in their myths they referred to it as Tiamat. So, I don't know if this is a good ocean. If these, if these creatures need to fight, um, we could drop Behemoth on this island, and if I remember right, we've got the other creature that is uh, just following this item. Correct? Yes. Spear has been flying it from one side of the Atlantic to the other. Yeah. We could guide it to the island as well. Let them fight on this island as opposed to I'm gonna say I'm that I can't remember the name of the city it was headed Megiddo. for. Megiddo. Megiddo, yeah, Megiddo. Here, um, here's the issue. I'm gonna stop you real quick. One can die and come back and then just restart the process. Possibly. Possibly. But on the other hand, we could film it and put it on pay-per-view. Probably cover <laughs> Spears funding for the next year. And Just saying. Probably get a ton of animal rights groups down our throats. On... Not to mention triggering World War Three as everyone freaks out. Or no, we, 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 we pay a couple of kids to stand on the beach and wave and go goodbye as the victor walks out to sea. Um, it's all good. Or, potentially, Megiddo is mistranslated, and we get them to fight in some place named the correct thing by accident, and we didn't know. We just don't have the giant monsters that have an apocalyptic fight. Fight. <laughs> that potentially have an apocalyptic fight fight. Yeah, but in the short term, in the short term, You've got five panels this thing being asleep. What are you going to do? Prep more. You do have a spare bomb. A spare bomb. How are we going to get this thing to web world anyway? Oh, that's going to be the trick. I mean, we can either like try and keep this thing sedated until nightfall or set up some sort of shade over it. Giant tarps. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It works for vampires. It'll work for us. We need ten cubic acres of tarp. I mean, get give me some tent pole or tent poles, and I'll get to work with my webbing if I got to. 
honestly, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of the island plan, but yeah, I'm I'm willing to drop this thing as, as a snack for the the hunger who hides if he's a uh, if if we need to. All right. Uh, just speaking to the military guys that are there, unit will, you know, confirm. Hey, we have it. We have it temporarily sedated. You know, the gas will work on it and does work, and it worked in just one. We do have a spare prepped. We can start working on finding some way to maneuver it now. Okay. You know, we, uh, we have a way to stop the direct threat for a bit. All right. And the general y'all were dealing with, what was it? Or colonel? Was he a colonel? I forget. Anyway. It was a colonel. I believe it was a colonel. I should have, I should have written this up. Yeah, it's, it's a colonel. Okay. Uh, all right. So the colonel basically is basically like, you know, do I need to get the engineers to be cranking out more of the of, of the gas? You know, can we just keep putting gas into this thing to keep it under? We could put it on like a CPAP machine. Well, I mean, that's a... That is I mean, almost that, what he's talking about. That that's a fair point. I mean, maybe maybe the solution is just to keep it, to keep it knocked out perpetually. I mean, even if it that, even if it builds up an immunity over time, is it something we can do right now to give us time to figure something yeah. out? I still and, like the idea of taking this creature to the island. Um, at least give it a chance. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Like, we have... The knockout gas is not an incredibly hard or rare thing to make, correct? Uh, not necessarily, no. Because it's just an amped up version of what you use on people. Yeah. So, like, if we can get it to the island, even if it can swim, we can just keep putting it back to sleep. Yeah. Like, it's a very temporary solution. But also, it's a giant monster. A temporary solution is good enough for the moment. It's just, how are we getting it there? Uh, the colonel has been calling around to try to find some, uh, you know, enough military aircraft to pick the thing up. Uh, Wait a minute. Rec- <laughs> Unison will call to Recluse <laughs> to see for how much Recluse can pick up of it. Uh, can I stretch first? <laughs> You don't have to pick up the whole thing, just like get a general sense of how weighty it is. Uh, okay. Um I, I'm gonna go go over to it and try and put my knees into it and try and lift up the giant a part of the giant monster. Yeah, remember lift with your legs. You have a strength of nine, dog. You're gonna be able to lift a good bit of I it. got a strength of eight. I had a bonus to that last roll. Oh, sorry, strength of eight. I mean it's still it's still a big number. Well, you're gonna be like Thor trying to lift that fake giant cat. But one foot will always be on the ground. All right, so with an eight, you can pick up a jet or a train. So you know you're able to get under like its leg and lift its leg up. Plus, it's unconscious and using the old gold limp trick. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you're pretty sure you could roll it over onto something if you had to. But you're not going to be able to just straight pick it up. 
you know, for that, you would, oh, that's who the, that's, I forgot. It wasn't aircraft the colonel was calling around about. Uh, it was or, another or, flying bird, wasn't it? Right. Or, or rather, I think it was y'all reporting to Spear. Uh, one of the agents. Uh, Agent Tolliver, y'all were talking to. Was calling around to see, you know, they, they hadn't been able to get in contact with the Primus yet. They were calling down to Australia to, to see if they could borrow some of the ensigns. And walk about. Uh, think. Well, walk about could get the instance here as quickly as they, as, as they needed it, basically. Yeah. And some of the instance should be strong enough to, to actually lift the thing. Wait a minute. Where's Land Shark? Uh. If we're just going over like untouched, like, a territory that doesn't have people. He's gonna be great for this. Hmm. He actually would! Hmm. <laughs> as long as we keep him away from population centers, who cares if there's an earthquake where nobody lives? We well, as you, get closer to the, as you get closer to the shore, you're gonna run into more... Really, as you get outside the empty quarter... Yeah, yeah, but like, here's going the thing. To Kuwait, you know, y'all are headed basically. Uh, if we can get him here. to move it, if we could get him to move it sixty miles, and that's it. That that's still a comparatively good move. But I mean, like, we can't do it. Like the idea of calling in land shark. Yeah, we can't do it right <laughs> now. Obviously, it'll take the same time to get land shark here now as it would take to get anyone else. Yeah, because he's it's probably just, not still in Australia. Yeah, it's just Land Shark's power is strong enough that if it's out in the open like this, he would be useful for this job. Because this thing isn't a supervillain. It's not aiming for population centers. It's aiming for a destination. So anytime he's in a gap where there aren't people, Land Shark would be useful for this. Because Land Shark molds the earth around him, which means he could mold it around this thing. Toller is kind of like, I'll get somebody looking for him. <laughs> hey, it keeps him out of cities and makes him feel useful. As far as mo it helps us monitor two problems at once. I don't know why you're mad about this. Just thinking of all the ways it could go wrong. You, you know, he's going to start to think of it as his pet. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> and we'll sprint him with water when he says something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, me and Robert. Who's Robert? The, the monster. Do I have to get the hose again, Landshark? <laughs> go, go, to the, go to the blackboard. BMF is not my pet. <laughs> right at 100 times Behemoth is not my pit the, the potentially world ending creature Is not my friend The potentially world ending Creature is not my friend I'm it's warden Not it's owner But alright it, it is indeed heavy enough That you know Eight unisons flying could not get it off the ground Oh no 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 You're going to need some super strength Some serious super strength 
Yeah. Which which the spear team is oddly lacking in. I mean, I say that recluse is fairly strong, but not you know move something the size of a small building strong. I mean, lifting a train is pretty good. Yeah, this is true. This is, it's quite good in a fight. But you know, passed out drunk Godzilla, he ain't, he ain't moving that. <laughs> so. What I'm going to say is, between toss-up and engineers, that you're able to use that spare bomb to, to give it, keep giving it the gas and a more controlled dosage to just kind of keep it mellowed. The military is careful about what vehicles, you know, it doesn't come roaring up in, in loud vehicles that might cause it to rouse. Yeah, we're also, we'll go ahead and have Recluse adding some webbing onto it for security when as it wakes up to kind of slow it down. Yeah. Any little extra stuff we can to uh, the colonel calls back and has has his engineers start just you know they start cranking out as much of the gas as they can uh, and he even starts calling around to some of the chemical plants uh, in the country to see if there's somewhere they can get a steady supply of this stuff if they need it. Hmm. So uh, uh, almost like a small base winds up, or you know, camp I should say, winds up building around the creature. To begin with, they're using duct tape and like you know, plastic uh, tarping basically to kind of cover the nostrils. Uh, garden hoses essentially, you know, stuck through the plastic that they're pumping the the gas through. Or actually, I guess you need something bigger than that. May actually be using like PVC piping or something. Uh, An explosion of metal isn't going to make this thing uncomfortable with PPC pipe isn't either. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm just thinking of something big enough around it that it can actually still breathe. Yeah, yeah. And to pump the gas through. As y'all are working on it and keep an eye on it, you, know, you hear a little commotion outside. So help me if another monster showed up. If another monster showed up, I'm just killing it. <laughs> so vicious. We can only handle one it's monster harsh. problem at a time. Two of them show up. One of them's just got to take the L and go away for a while. <laughs> and that's when you find out the world is in desperate need of all three of them. Mm -hmm. Alright. So, y'all walk outside. There's some commotion. As you step out, you see a flying figure floating above the, the base. Flying figure is it Do a person? Do we recognize the figure? Uh, it's kind of silhouetted behind the sun when y'all step out. For a moment, you think it might be the Primus? You know, buff, humanoid, clearly wearing some kind of cape. I mean, plenty of people in this world would fit that description. Has Spear been able to get in contact with the Primus? Uh, not yet. Nope, full rally. Uh, all of Unison is there. <coughs> <laughs> we are prepped and ready. figure lowers to the ground. Uh, the military guys have fallen back to some degree. Uh, some of the regular troops that are armed, you have, you've had a lot of the engineers and stuff running around right you know, currently. You know, you have a few guys walking around with guns, but it's not that they thought that was going to do any good if the, if the monster gave them any trouble. Uh, the figure you say, like I said, humanoid, uh, 
over six foot tall, but definitely not seven or you know anything freakishly freakishly huge. Does not have human like facial features exactly. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, might be a mutant, or it might not be from around here. Uh, it's wearing something that looks like it was probably a uniform or a costume of some kind. Uh, but it's damaged and it's stained. It's a little raggeded around the edges. It has large black eyes. Uh, kind of make you think of a shark. Oh, good God. The, uh... It's got kind of a lipless mouth. Uh, you know, it seems to have a, a, a an assortment of teeth. Like a, you know, they look different than a person's, but it's it's clearly different teeth for different functions. You know, it's not. It doesn't have like shark teeth, or you know, it's all fangs or something. And then it's got a it's, it's got a slight bold where the human nose would be, and some nostrils kind of just built into the face. I'm kind of picturing the old Slee stacks. Kind of. With that description. Uh, the eyes are smaller, much more in scale with like human eyes. And, you know, they blink and they've got, you know. Uh, you know, eyelids and all that kind of jazz. Uh, Squeal. I do. I believe was the baby and not the dog. <laughs> right. Luckily, we were foreshadowed. Uh, that was the baby. She got scared for a second. Oh, <laughs> is she okay now? Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She's playing with mom. Mom on the couch. Uh, it's got small ears. They're a little bit further back on the head than a, than on a human. And it's got like a, you know, four-fingered hand. <coughs> also not wearing any kind of equivalent of shoes. Impulse will go ahead and say hello to what do we owe this visit? We're a little busy. Uh, it ignores you and starts walking towards the... the creature. Hmm. Hey. Hey, buddy. Oh, hold on. Rinkless is gonna get not in front of him, but in in his line of sight. Are you here to help with the thing, or what? The head turns towards you. It caught my attention. I'm merely here to see what it is. Well, we've you've got our attention now. We're kind of curious to know about you. <laughs> you don't need to know about me. He he kind of keeps walking towards the creature. I I think we'd like to know about you. I I keep walk keep pace with him because you look like you've been through the ringer, buddy. Hey, hey, listen, here, I hold out a hand for him to shake. Name's Recluse, uh, and you are... He just kind of looks at you, looks at your hand, looks back up at you. Yeah, I, I kind of figured you weren't from around here. Um, it, it's a greeting we have here on this planet. You, 
you take the other person's hand with your your opposite hand. Like I'm holding my right hand out, so you should take grab it with your right hand and just give it a gentle shake. Like no more effort than you would put into say turning a doorknob or anything like that. It's just a friendly little greeting. But we are not friends. Well, I'd like to be friends. Mm, that's not likely to be possible. Why is that, buddy? I'm here to herald the end of your world. Yeah, I kind of figured. You know, I expected the end, the herald of the end of the world to, you know, have a cleaner uniform and shoes. Yeah, honestly, you're you're giving your bosses a bad look. I mean, seriously, like, I, I can see a lot of you. Like, you, you, like, if you want, you could, like, come back next century, you know, after you've had time to put together a better, uh, cleaner, fresh wardrobe, you know, maybe have a speech, pre speech pre prepared. A unit will now chip in. Recluse, you said that these things at end sometimes take people to be the Harbinger. I don't think this guy is going to be one because he wanted to be one. He turns and looks my... at you know, whichever unison was saying that. Uh, I was the one in my, of my world that found a way to survive. But you probably would have preferred everyone else survive too. At the time, yes. Now I realize oh. it's simply the way of things. Universes are born. Universes die. I am the... Uh, the nursemaid for that birth. And the... I guess sure you go with hospice nurse for its ending. And how many times have you done this process? Innumerable. Oh. Well, that's fun. Then you you already know the whole struggle to survive, yada yada nonsense. Yes. Everyone struggles. At least in the universes where you still have living things with the NK. Oh, so this isn't the first universe you've uh you've had to take a little walk through huh oh yes when i speak of worlds i meant existences awesome so this is a real long-term job you got huh time is meaningless i'm not convinced about that because i'm thinking there are a few other universes its time is up before ours i think you're jumping the gun a bit this seems like yeah, a pretty I, live and vital universe. I've spoken with uh, some pretty impressive things that uh, seem to be surprised that you were come to, you know, put, put the lights out and put up the chairs and sweep the floors this soon. My masters come when the door is open. When the door is open, then it's time. Sometimes the universes are still young and vibrant. Sometimes they're in the throes of heat death. And every living thing on them has already 
long since expired. All right, so theoretically, if your masters didn't come when the door was open, what would happen to our reality? Are, are we talking like a cancer verse? Everything, you know, doesn't die and it's just a perpetual living state of agony? Or does does the clock just keep winding down until the point of peak death? The masters have never refused to come through when the door is open. Okay, I'm so, so you don't know what will that this door was open by accident, and it's not time yet. So it sounds like, you know, we just need to close this door. Once open, the door cannot be closed. It is Question. unimportant I'm, how it was open. I'm thinking there's something lost in translation there because I feel like a door can be closed. I got a question. Our uh, snoozing friend over there, you've probably seen a lot of things that are just as big, just as scary. What exactly drew your eye to it? I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool, but if I saw a literal infinite combination of things of this makeup, of this physical makeup, I'd get pretty bored with them after a while. What's special about it to you, if you don't mind sharing? And while y'all been talking, he's continued to walk through the creature, and he's been looking at it. He kind of lifts one of its lips, looks at his teeth. <clears throat> Many universes have primordial beings, beings that think they could pose a threat to my masters. I have taken it upon myself to eliminate such beings. So you're you're here to snap its neck. Only if I were to deem it a threat. I don't believe it is. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, we've just decided that this is one of my friend's new pets. Impulse. Starts laughing. Well, that doesn't sound insane at all. <laughs> Impulse is laughing. Goes, oh, your masters. Oh, they're so unstoppable. Oh, everything's meaningless. Oh, by the way, this giant, this giant thing might be a threat to them. It sounds like they're a lot weaker than you're <laughs> spouting off that they are. Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm feeling a lot more confident than I was. Yeah, really. Uh, like Really brings up the mood, dog. We thought the universe was ending, and this thing can threaten them. Yeah, right, I mean, I made, I, I cooked up that that sleep gas that put him out when I was a teenager. <laughs> it's right. So, I investigate <laughs> such things on the off chance that there's anything that can be a threat. And Paul stops laughing. Oh, he's about to try to kill us, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Ah, dang it. It's because we made fun of him not wearing shoes. You wear shoes to cover the weakness of your feet. I have no such weakness. I mean, I wear shoes because they're fashionable. But, you know, um, that doesn't seem to be like a... I wear shoes I just so I like wave to be clean. My I mean, he can fly, so... And, you know, he's committed genocide on literal universal scales multiple times so i don't oh, yeah, think I mean, really cares. 
I mean, his ledger's in a vat of blood at this point, but regardless. Let's not be rude to the man who was kind of forced into it. Let's be rude to the people that forced him to do it. Yeah. You know, if he'd be willing to tell us more about this door, that'd be nice, too. What now? About the door. That's been opened. Oh, a, a rupture in your local space. He's just judging it's a rupture in your local space time. Not too far from here. Also, we're Where going we to have to ask you to stop investigating things that could threaten your bosses. Since your bosses are basically coming here to put, you know, the boot on us. I will make the announcement of your world's impending doom soon. Looking forward to it. It seems only polite to give you a few days warning. To, to settle your affairs with your miscellaneous gods. Unit asks, how quickly can you make that announcement and how many people will hear it? Oh, when I choose to speak, all will hear. No, 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 no. I don't mean how many on this planet. I mean, how many? Do you truly mean all will hear it? Or simply all within this stratosphere, this atmosphere, this planet? Every living thing uh, within the nearest... All but the most outlaying uh, places in, the, in this quadrant of your, solar, or your, of your uh, galaxy will, will hear my message. How quickly can you travel? It feels rude to just tell us when there are so many other living things that will end. I will tell them as my masters spread out, I will travel ever ever forward as their vanguard. Well, I and the others. Ah, assassin for ass. There's more than one of you. There is only one of me. There are more heralds. Harbringers, excuse me. How many of your, uh, your buddies are there? We are legion? No. Uh, <laughs> dozens, though only myself and two others came to this world. Mm. So and I'm, I'm as he has stopped investigating the creature, he now seems to be examining all of you very closely. I'm curious because you do travel so much. When you say this rip in time and space isn't far. Could you be a little more specific? I mean, are you talking about... Because for you, the other side of this galaxy may not be far. But do you mean like nearby is in a few of our miles? <clears throat> Unit will begin backing away from this. Uh, and contacting Tolliver as fast as, and making sure he's in contact with Tolliver. Uh, it is outside your solar system. Crap. Okay. Yours is the nearest uh, inhabited planet. Or inhabited solar system, I should say. So I so came here to see what like... sort of beings your universe has produced. Uh, can Unit get in contact with Tolliver? Yeah, nothing's, nothing's, communication isn't being jammed or anything. Yeah, yeah unit, 
uh, speaking to Oliver will go, he just said there's two more. One is definitely going to be looking at the Primus. The Primus is most likely going to be in combat soon. If not already. Find someone that can find him. Alright, alright, I'll call his granddaughter again. This has become an immediate threat. Unit will also go ahead and pop his last two copies as the white suits. Okay, he's got two white suits next to him. Because he's because if this dude's examining a monster to see if it's a threat, and he goes, eh, it was close, but not quite. There's a chance he sees us as a threat because we were able to we were able to knock it out like it was a chump. Even if we weren't able to directly combat it. But I'm not saying that out loud. I'm just popping copies. Like a puffer fish, you want to look as impressive as possible. No, no, <laughs> I want to have as many shots as possible when this dude tries to knock me out of the stratosphere. <laughs> you want to be able to open up with all batteries. All right. So like I said, it's been looking at all of you. Eventually, it focuses on the recluse. So, I, I don't think I ever got your uh, your name. You know, you know what 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 your what your friends used to call you before. You know, your you let your bosses just sort of erase them from existence. Uh, a noise comes out of his mouth. Uh, nothing any of you could remotely hope to pronounce. I'm gonna call you Whistly Joe. Hmm. I sense you are disrespecting me. <laughs> I mean, I've mouthed off to some really scary people before, so in a sense, I'm just giving you the same amount of respect as I've given everyone else I've fought. And isn't that what that's what is the most important part here? Are you powered by a god? Say yes. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, define god. I got a helping hand from some very nice, very terrifying Catholic entity. Being from outside your reality. Basically, yeah. Hmm. I can see that in you. There's something there that's yours, but something that is... But many somethings that was given to you. I mean, isn't that true of everyone at the end of the day? There's you, and then there's what other people help make you into. I'm not really that special, I don't think. Impulse will trip up. Nah, dog, I'm just all me. I'm just that good. <laughs> Bud, I love you. You're my favorite. Don't tell novice I said that. <laughs> but, uh... You you are a bucket full of daddy issues, not gonna lie. He doesn't look at novice when novice speaks. He looks at unit when novice speaks. Oh, that's great. Interesting. Like I said, he's studying each and all of you. Yeah, but that means he knows on the original. He he knows that the duplicates are just puppets. And he gets around looking at toss up. Hmm. You manipulate fundamental uh, 
you manipulate the, some of the fundamental underpinnings of uh, reality. It happens. But in such a limited way. And then he turns and just gives a quick glance at the uh, colonel who's still there. And you see, he, he, it's an alien face, but you're pretty sure that's just a kind of a sneer on his face. Yeah. He does not seem overly impressed with the colonel, or really any of the military you see him glance at. Don't judge them too harshly. They all have their parts to play. <laughs> They've got their job to do. I suppose every machine needs its smallest cog. Well, considering your role in your own job, you kind of have to agree with that, don't you? Yeah, you'd have to understand that, wouldn't you? Yes, it is all a matter of perspective. He starts lifting up into the air. Undoubtedly, when you seek to defend your world, we will meet again. And he kind of lifts up, and there's a sock boom, and he's gone. Assuming none of you interfered. The colonel walks up to you right after that. What was that? Hug your kid. Bad news. Real bad news. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at you. <clears throat> like, you've been in contact with Tolliver, right? Yep. I'll go ahead and pop the two white copies out of existence. We need to start having NASA or somebody. <coughs> Sorry, guys. You're fine. Look outside our solar system for that rip in time and space. We start looking for the rip. We put as many people as we can on the one spaceship we have that can travel fast enough to get there. We've got to figure out. Our, our, only chance is our only chance is probably to close that door. And even then, we're still going to have to deal with whatever comes out. Right. Whatever made it, whatever is left on our side, we're still going to have to contend with. Colonel, within a short time frame, there's going to be a, a global message not made by any human hands. I gather that from what the creature was saying. Yeah, we're going to need a... We're going to need to ignore borders for a little while after that message. Uh... I'll alert my higher ups as to what's going on. Uh, that's not my, you know, my call I can make. Oh, don't worry. Everyone's going to agree. Because we're all going to have to work together on that or die. Because we yeah, just... takes his hat off and like... <sighs> well, I mean, most of us are going to die anyway. I'm going to die during this. Trust you. Trust me, trust you. I'm going to die during this. Aren't you, uh, aren't you supposed to be more positive about things? I'm a unit. I'm disposable. I will be thrown at this at the first moment they show up. Ah. We will continue on. I will die. You have a true soldier spirit. He kind of pats you on the shoulder. Oh, don't pretend I enjoy any moment of this. This is gonna fucking suck. But yeah, anyone with anyone with an amount of power and the ability to listen and follow orders is going to need to get called up. We need to start prepping teams for wherever these things land, getting responses ready. Yes, the creature still has to be handled. It's just, he said we have a few days. So we deal with this and then it's right on to the next punch. 
Yeah, I say we stick with our monster island plan. Yeah, we, we get this thing to an island. That'll buy us enough time to not have to deal with it while we deal with the problem that's coming. Feeding it to the... Uh, what was the name of that god you ran into? The Hunger That Hides. The Hunger That Hides. Sounds like a bad idea right now. Uh, we yeah, might I think we're going to need, need it. I think we know what these things are here for now. But maybe Landshark can keep it out of the way for a few days while we make our other plans. No, no. Landshark. Landshark now has a new job once we get this thing to the island. Landshark is with us now. He gets to be on a team. God he help is, us. Permanent assignment, keep that thing on its island. No, no, that'll be after we deal with the world, the universe-ending creatures. Landshark is powerful enough, we're going to need him to deal with universe-ending creatures. So is that a conversation y'all are having in character? No, I'm saying it in character. Yeah. Uh, Landshark is behind you. Quell kick. The quell kick are the creatures you speak of. Quell kick. Oh, we will. I will turn and look behind me. Yeah. Uh, there was an old man. Uh, I mean, we already knew they were named Quellkick, but regardless, it's nice for someone else to know. Uh, he's dressed in kind of shiny robes, with like a belt around it. Uh, ima- well, imagine, imagine like a, an old style Roman toga. But with a belt kind of clenching it in the middle. And some like decorative, uh, some like priest or cardinals kind of wear them when they're giving sermons and kind of stuff. Uh, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The Not that he looks especially religious, but you know, they've got like metallic designs on them. Uh, his eyes are proportioned a little differently. His, his ears come back, you know. They don't go up into points like you think of an elf's ear. They kind of slope back and come to slight points. Uh, like the previous guy you saw, probably, I mean, with mutants, anything's possible. Uh, but quite possibly not from around here. Though he looks, he has much more human facial features. Than... Oh, more friends. Are you are you uh, with Whistly uh... Joe? Or, or are you uh, with us? Are you another form of Harbinger? No, if anything, I'm a mourner. You're a thing that has to eternally watch universes die? Um, I'm potentially immortal, so I suppose it could go on for eternity. I've only watched the process two or three times. Hold up. That's important. You've become important. Explain. Uh, which, which part? Are you, the two or three times part. Did you form some technology that's letting you keep doing this? Is it magical? Uh, I discovered a sort of bubble attached to time, but outside of it. Time exists there, but independent from what is going on in the universe. The universe is contractions and then explosions have no real effect on it. I moved uh, I made my home there. 
Just get DMCA'd. Hopefully, it's only a few seconds, so maybe not. But I was there when my universe collapsed. Uh, I had no idea what had happened, but I've observed multiple universes now come into being and be destroyed by the uh, Quill King. Did any of them stand a chance? No. Once the Quill Quick themselves or make their way physically into your world. It is over. Once they arrive, how how long does it take for their the process to begin, or is it an instantaneous snuffing out? It is very quick. Uh, they can travel vast distances instantaneously, but they do individually destroy things as they come across them. So for all of this universe, oops, there were some books. Uh, for all of these, for all of the, all of the universe, it would probably take them uh, several thousand years. But for any individual solar system, just a very short period of time. And lucky for us, our solar system is the closest one to that doorway. Yes. So we cannot let them get a finger in here. If you are to have any hope, that is your only hope. The aperture is wide enough that their harbingers have come through. Can you... Can you do anything with the bubble you have? No. I can only enter and exit the universe. Go from here to there. Can you pull things with you? Then we can let one through, but we've got to get it closed pretty quick. I'm not certain I could have affected a quill kick if it arrived. And if I took it to the bubble, well, I'm not entirely certain what would happen. Well, the bubble would end and then begin anew. That's what the quill kick could do. But if there's nothing in the bubble, it doesn't matter. Mm, the bubble isn't, isn't an entire universe to a in and of itself, though, I... Well, I don't suppose I you don't have, um... But regardless, did you come with advice or just to mourn? <sighs> I try to warn species before the harbingers arrive, but things have moved so quickly and unexpectedly. Your universe should not have had an aperture like this yet. I don't suppose you have uh, any insight how to help us in locating this aperture and how to close it. Uh, as you were told, it's uh, outside your solar system. Uh, I'm not certain you have the equipment to detect it other than the shadow it casts. There will... Light coming in from the other side of the aperture would not make it through uh, gravity waves. There should be a blank spot. If you were to send a signal out to it, it wouldn't bounce back. Though, distances in space, that might not be immediately obvious to anyone. Okay, so I'm getting a lot of flags here that say something has artificially made this rift. Either with the intent to let the kill kick in, or as an accidental product byproduct of something, of trying to do something else. 
do you know of anything that could any sort of science or mystical ability that could do such a thing? I'll be right back. All right. Um, not from well, not one of the naturally occurring ones. If something is artificially summoning the quill kick, uh, then I suppose it'd be possible a uh, universe this young should be resistant to such a thing. Perhaps if you could find a source, you could find a way to counteract it. Would you be willing to assist us in that process? <sighs> Certainly. Though, to be completely honest with you, I have attempted to help each universe I've seen destroyed. Uh, well, and you've seen well, how many universes in, in one life was extinct before they arrived. So, the quill kick, I believe, are a natural part of a, li- a universe's life cycle. I think they just sometimes come too soon. Like something that causes your body to turn on itself, or uh, like arthritis, where it's your immune system turning on you. The quill kick have a natural part to play of kind of cleaning up. But sometimes they're released in before <clears throat> the life in a universe is, is done with that universe. I apologize, I may not be being clear. You're I trying to communicate it. very large, very large, very strange concepts. So we don't blame you. Yes, usually societies are so much more advanced by the time they arrive. I am slightly offended, but at the same time, completely accepted. A little discouraged that, you know, more advanced societies didn't stand a better chance. How good's your memory? Reasonable. We're two entirely different races. What reasonable is to you may not be the same to me. Do you have a perfect memory of what happened on all these worlds, or simply scant pieces? Not completely perfect, but very close. And I make detailed notes that I can go back uh, Good. In, my, in my home and research. Why do you ask? Because we need the copy of everything you've ever done. So that we can avoid copying what previous universes have already done. Ah, uh, I see. I was about to tell you I have notes covering the entire lifespan of three universes. But you would only need the notes about the conclusions. Yeah, we we just need to know every attempt at an end so that we can at least continue progressing towards one surviving. Uh, who is your main governing body that I would need to give this to? I know your world is still divided up into many nations. Yeah, we're still fractures. I'll get out. Uh, uh, unit will take out his earpiece. Tolliver, I'm going to let you speak with this guy personally. If you don't mind. You have more government contact than me. I was like, okay. I assume you had him patched through where he could hear this. Yeah, yes. He's been able to hear the whole time, so. Uh, You know, simple communication device, you you understand the concept since you speak the same way we speak, that you've undoubtedly seen these before. He reads it. The morning reaches for it, takes that earpiece from you. He holds it for a moment and, and... These sort of bracers he's wearing, one of them gives a little beep, and he hands it back to you. 
I'm in contact with him now. Okay, thanks. Put my piece back in. Uh, it seems this spear organization is who I'll need to speak with. I would advise you gather your forces. He looks over at the monster. Would you like me to put that somewhere for you? We were thinking an island that we've got picked out. Yeah, we've got a place far enough away to put it that it won't bother us until after this passes, if it does. Well, I'd be happy to do that small thing for you to allow you to focus on uh, the more important work. Appreciate it. I'll simply wait for Mr. Tolliver there to uh, get all the permissions he needs. So by the end of the day, he's able to teleport the the beast to the island you had selected. Uh, Tolliver tells you they have gotten in contact with Landshark. They are flying him in. To an island surrounded by water. It'll be awesome. Well, once again, that's a later job if he chooses to have it. Right now, it's collect everyone, everyone that thinks they can punch a god <laughs> in one room. Uh, can you punch a god? Yeah. Temporarily, they're just going to concentrate on keeping it gassed. Since this thing is clearly capable of hibernating for long periods of time. Spear picks up the professor and basically gives him some funding and some agents. And they send him off to find this third creature that he's talking about. Uh, hopefully to find it before it wakes up and they can, like, you know, find a way to keep it from waking up. The third one was Tiamat, right? No, Leviathan was essentially Tiamat. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, the old Babylonian version of Tiamat was this kind of dragon-like creature in the water. She represented, like, the primordial sea, the, like, pre-creation chaos kind of thing. Yeah, the problem Which is why their city god to... tamed her, basically, or thwarted her, because he was bringing order. What we have left would be, like, primordial sky, isn't it? Yeah, Ziz is a, is a sky creature. Oh, that's great. A bird so big it can stand in the sea, and the sea covers its ankles and its head's up in the clouds. That was described. Yikes. That's a long-legged little creature. Yeah, well, you know. Ancient peoples really like to exaggerate. Turns out it's just like a 3,000-foot-tall flamingo. That would be terrifying, though. Actually, yeah, yeah that would be terrifying. It's just very, it's very small, though. It's just very tall. <laughs> it's like it's on just gigantic stilts. Anyway. Uh, unit was speaking to the team. Does anyone ha here have anyone they can contact? What all kind of contacts do you guys have? Uh, what other heroes have y'all met? Quickly, call the boogeyman. He just hears what y'all have to say on the other end of the line and slowly puts the phone down, walks out of the room. Then does what all Zach characters do and throws up about the end of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike most of Zach's characters, though, he wears a helmet, so it got kind of messy. Uh, we've already we've already called Shark Landshark. Landshark will call Jay. Unison will go ahead and call his Japanese contact. Oh, yes, also known doesn't. as also known as the AI he's friends with. So yes, Spear starts contacting teams they have official connections with, which would include the Misfits because they know about the Misfits secret base now. Uh. Landshark would also contact Jay. Yeah, uh, we will contact 
We get to work together? The haunted. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Saint Moon Jay would have contact. Would have would have a way to contact him because him and Everlast got him and Wolf Witch. Like exchanging, exchanging text, but by which I mean literally, old old text. Old text. <laughs> uh, probably the only kind of text she she does make exchanging of. She knows how to use a phone. <laughs> Doesn't mean she does it regularly, though, as far as texting. Yeah. I mean, if she really needs to get in touch with somebody, she just, you know, sends an exploding, screaming skull. You know, something with a little bit of oomph. All right. Because when you're going to tell somebody off, do it with style. So so I mailed you the head, uh, I mailed you the head of this, the screaming head of this, you know, criminal. Yeah, I couldn't get it to shut up, so we just buried it in the backyard. Actually, out of a fantasy novel, I read. She can't get it to stop screaming. She's the, kind of the thief, so she couldn't get it to stop screaming. She just buried it, you know, in her husband's garden. He was a maid. She came home and figured out something was going on. Honey, the tomatoes taste really angry this year. <laughs> but, uh, well, it was the pulsating necromantic energy I think he could sense out the garden. <laughs> and she'd already skipped off to, the, to, to another town to deal with whatever was going on. It was a whole thing. All right. So Spirit's putting out the call. Y'all are putting out the call. Uh, Izzy's putting out the call. Yeah, she's putting out the call. Baby geniuses too. Super babies. Uh, well, the stuff I had prepped for today really didn't last as long as I was expecting it to. Yeah, things went really smoothly. And, like, no one was really ready to punch... You know, I'll admit I had kind of expected y'all to pick a fight with the Harbinger when he showed up. I just kind of felt like he wasn't really the problem. I was gonna wait for him to declare one of us a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, y'all are beneath his notice. He's in his investigation stage. And I, and I didn't feel the need to prove that we were a threat. <laughs> it's um, not at this point. It's best that they think we're not. Well, so we get ourselves I, together. I guess we'll go ahead and wrap here, which will give, you know, once we're off, off stream, they'll give me a chance to talk to you about some, y'all about something. Uh, we're all fired. He's getting in a new crew for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all, I, I, I'm, I'm paying y'all too much. So I just can't afford you anymore. It's like as players, y'all really suck. We need, you know, new people. Hey, it's it's cool. I've got four thousand dollars in stocks now. Let's just I've I've got my way. Invest in that doggy coin. I are I own ten thousand. Which is what, ten dollars in doggy coin? Well no, I bought in at four and a half cents and so now each coin is worth thirty three cents, so I was working out for me right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, enough of that. We're gonna go ahead and wrap here. Yeah. I know it's a little short, but such is life. Uh, well, soon, soon as, life will be very as, short. As you said, world. the end of the universe just came quicker than expected. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll pretend it all just fits together as a motif, but I did it on purpose. So, hope everybody had a good time. Uh, hope you join us next time. Again, I have been uh, Eugene, Jason, and with me has been Curtis playing Toss-Up. Laters. 
Mark playing Independence Array, though he had AFK for a second. Because he'll be so confused when he gets back. Zach playing Recluse. Thank y'all for joining us. And Tyler playing Unison. Yep, see you soon. And we will see y'all in two weeks.